This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a show about the music that inspires our lives. Brought to you by Weed Sellers. Because nothing goes better with music than weed. Weed Sellers won. With your host. Maggie Mayfield and David Earl Waterman. You want to know how we know yeah. each other? It's we met on Instagram. <laughs> did we? Yeah, and no, you reached out on Instagram I and did. you were dating somebody else and you were like, I really need help and I think that you'd be really great for it, but I have an audition tomorrow. My girlfriend can't go, but I need someone to pretend to be my girlfriend for this audition. That's, that's how we met. met. Yeah. That's such You a- messaged me on Instagram on a Sunday. We had an audition on a Tuesday. And that was the first time we met. It was January, this time last year, actually. Really? Yeah. And we became very good friends very quickly. Because we had we were auditioning for a les- like real lesbian couple, so we would have to like embrace or, you know. If I were single, I would list. so use that. I need somebody for an audition. Would you go as my date? <laughs> I mean, it's a big paid thing. Yeah, but... no. I mean, it definitely wasn't. But it was legit. And I knew Maggie from like around you know from it's not like i didn't know. she's a comedian yeah, that's, so we we had been world. friends on instagram for a while and it wasn't that wasn't weird we had some very similar maybe been on some shows together i feel like i feel like no i've never no i've never been weird. on a show with you yeah weird. yeah if i went to see the messages the first thing you were like hi i know this is probably really weird and i thought you were much taller remember because when we met outside of that audition space i was like wow she's so short <laughs> Everyone says that. They're like, you photograph so tall. And you I'm do, like, I'm yeah. I'm barely 5'3". Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm like Natalie Portman, just not as thin. Well, I... That's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Just um, little. Certainly... Petite boned. Yes, I recognize... boned. Yeah, but the, I think you, you, you read as larger than life because striking. Oh. I mean, this is oh. a striking individual. Isn't she? Yeah. yeah striking. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. You've, you've, you've got the look kid. You've got the Just look. Made my yeah. Month, the, the voice that you're hearing is Miss Julia Pell's activist, writer, producer, comedian, um, voiceover talent. She really does everything. Model. Oh my God. Mod, that's the big one. Model, model, model. And you're a model. That see, that doesn't surprise me at all independently oh. because even with print you have to be five seven so my agent can't send me out but i'll get individual requests like i'm building my portfolio will you do this either for free print or pay not huge pay but sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. but they want to build their portfolio and i started modeling when i was three for this husband and wife photography studio mm. um which is where maggie and i hold killer unicorns the show that we produce together is it's in mm-hmm. a it's in a husband and wife Photography, photography studio, studio. Okay. so it's like my life came kind of full circle back. and i'm sorry i inter- i totally interrupted maggie on the in no. the introduction by jumping oh you're a model too so no i lo- that's oh, great. love it. it's yeah. great that's okay. how this works it. this Beautiful. Is fun. it's so fun this is david or waterman if you haven't known we call him hollywood's secret weapon because he came up with story? so well he he notoriously name drops throughout the show mm-hmm. and you're like talking about Alanis Morissette and he's like I've got an Alanis Morissette story and then you talk mm-hmm. about like Mark Marin is one of my favorite comedians he's like oh it's like my best friend like oh really really David um, and it's great because when Maggie gave me that nickname I love nicknames by the way and <laughs> nicknames are the kind of thing you can't give yourself a nickname but no. if you get anointed with a nickname it's I'll such an honor and calling me Hollywood secret weapon 
there's you there's know, a little bit broke. of it's 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 there's a little it's it's so funny and I tell people and they laugh at me and people especially that know me like that's a perfect name for you dude <laughs> and I gotta say it's inspired me I'm writing a script now called Hollywood Secret Weapon based on all the Isn't people I know who are super famous now but I don't want it to be a tell all although it could be a major tell all yeah really so it's cool. it's tough yeah right it's before amazing. they were stars we were oh, all hanging. My. Hanging out. My name is Maggie Mayfield, and we are broadcasting out of the Weed Cellars Hidden Space off of La Cienega Boulevard in West Hollywood. It is like a cozy little getaway. There's barn doors everywhere, there's like a big chalkboard wall. The lights, I don't even know how to describe them, but they're like on the, they're like chandeliers. It's so beautiful with an amazing patio outside and there's birds and squirrels and barrels. It's, it's it is so wonderful because we were in a studio with no tape. windows and now we're I mean, in nature. Yes. Literally. So thank you to Weed Sellers oh, who weed have sellers. sponsored this show. It is not infused with cannabis. It is just delicious wine, um, which I will send you home with a bottle today, Miss Julia Powell's. I love uh, I'm, I'm not a drinker, not because I'm an alcoholic, just because I'm old. Oh. You know, the old, the old, what is it, kidney doesn't process it? Is it mm-hmm. my kidneys? Right. But you have a beautiful yeah. young wife who would love oh. to be showered You can re-gift it. Yeah, yeah, you can re-gift yes. it or keep it as like a, an award. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a radio yeah, award. I'm on iTunes. <laughs> so, Julia, you are not from Los Angeles. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And how did you get to L.A.? <laughs> what Route brought you 66. here? Yeah. Okay, so my whole life, I always wanted to be on camera. I remember my dad would take the camcorder, that camcorder, those camcorders, handy cam, the handy you know cam, mm-hmm. and I would look and be like, Dad, and then I would watch this. And my mom was kind of mean about it. She was like, "Why are you always looking at yourself in the mirror in the windows?" And I was like, "Cause I'm gonna." be famous one day it was like this weird child like dumb mom. premonition like hello because i am who i am mom can i just like tell you <laughs> when i was a little girl i used to we had these the bathroom shower doors where it was like a mirror on the one side and i would stand after i got out of shower with my hair all wet on top of my head like a bun and then i would wear my towel like a gown and i would give myself oscar speeches yeah. I love this. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't just me. No. No, and, and, and it's very common among young individuals that want to grow up and be entertainers or whatever. I used to get the yellow pages, and I always wanted to be an announcer. That's all I ever wanted to be. I still, that's all I really ever want to be. And I would take, like, ads from the yellow pages, and I still remember the one that I started with, which was a PSA number in the yellow pages, telling consumers to be careful. Before you dig, drill, or blast, please call 1-800-497 to make sure underground cables are not in your... Lo- and I would just, I would read those out of the yellow pages. I like that. That's in a cool. dress with makeup in the mirror. Is that true? No, no, no. That's what I do now. I, I was like, I wouldn't put it past you, but yeah. That's what I do now. All right. Anyway, so mom is like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm going to be famous, mom. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go be on TV. And so what inspired you to come out here? Okay, so I'll give you the long and the short of it. So when I was uh, after school, I came home and I was watching The L Word, which was like the first major lesbian Lesbian show. show High school or junior high? College. Oh, college. I was going to say, that's not long ago. No. Okay, L Word. No, college was David's like, I remember that one. The L Word. The L Word, the original. Like, the the, not, they're doing like knockoffs and stuff or whatever. Like, Generation 
No. So like you're the watching. The original L word back in 2000. You're watching the okay. L word. I was watching it and I remember laying on my mom's bed and being like, I want to be gay in LA <laughs> and be on the L word myself. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. I just wanted to be gay in LA. I mean, and that is an unintentional rhyme, but I really did. I, and I was like, but I can never. I just, I can't do it. I can't did you know you were gay in, in college? I can't. Yeah, I did. I have. I figured it out uh-huh. really quick. Yeah. So. It happens. <laughs> it happened. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get married because I thought I was going to marry. I could say his name because sure. you know, no one knows it. Um, Ryan. I thought I was going to marry Ryan. And no, I'm not bisexual to those who are going, oh, see, I knew she was. No, just because you... <laughs> sexual you do what you're supposed to do you, you, you follow you the road until you see the exit ramp right, and yeah. then <laughs> and, but i really i really did love him though and i thought i was gonna marry him have kids and you know settled down in ohio well ohio when you know i was like making out could you envision that no, no. not at all right so i was making out with aaron in the bathroom with my boyfriend in the other room and i was like, aaron oh, like no. e-r-i-n yeah aaron okay the girl yeah yeah Smelling that happy Clinique perfume yeah. <laughs> and touching her six pack. Oh, yeah, she was a redhead too. Oh, oh yeah, Big thing for redheads. Hang no, out, Chad. No, no. <laughs> Don't worry, Chad. It's not Maggie. She's like my sister. But this particular, I'm still friends with her. My first girlfriend is like the one of the only girlfriends that I still talk to. She's from college. Really healthy from college. Which college? Uh, Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, in the that's, foothills of the Appalachian. That's, that's why, why Ohio, Ohio yeah. came into the picture. That's how Ohio came into the yeah. picture. That's great. Yeah. So, um, the, right. That's how, how did Ohio, you're from Chicago, right? That's how it's settling down with Ryan and having all of his babies mm-hmm. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, so I moved, I moved to, well, I moved back to Chicago, but then I ended up moving to Ohio with a significant other who was doing a residency out it was like her medical residency and it was either like i moved to ohio cincinnati or i have to do a long distance Mm -hmm. so i left everything in chicago and went with her and i was like oh this relationship no and i had a therapist at the time and she's like i think you'd love seattle and she (laughs) she helped me leave the negative relationship Mm -hmm. and help me get to seattle and that's what i did wait but we're not in la yet (laughs) So you went to Seattle. I went to Seattle, yeah. And what did you do there? And I did marketing and fundraising and development for uh, the ballet. And I also did um, a lot of work with in women's retail, high-end women's retail. Because at that time, I wanted to be very financially independent. Yeah. I was in my, you know, mid-late 20s. Mm -hmm. And it was good money for me at the time with the commissions. I did love the job, but it was sustaining me. Yeah. It was sustaining me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was living like close to the water boat homes, you know. Oh, all the yeah. Mm-hmm. Those and are that awesome. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I was like, how am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And still, because Seattle at the time, back when I was living there in 2010, was much cheaper. Mm-hmm. So then after I got it together there four years, um, I left uh, April, I think it was like 2013. Yeah. And I just drove here in like three days, maybe two and a half. Yeah. Knowing where you were going to go, you had friends, well, contacts. What happened was in Los Angeles, gay people I waiting to greet you. I was actually engaged. You were engaged. I was engaged. Yeah. Engaged. And um, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm, me I, too. I do it all the time. Um, I was engaged to an unstable woman. Not a surprise. 
<laughs> that's going to be my ultimate hashtag, Julia and Unstable Women. Um, it's just going to be. I can just feel it. Just I can just feel it. It's fine. Um, but I, I, and she was she was supposed to move with me actually, and and she was supposed to help move me down. And she um, had borderline personality disorder, and she split the morning of the move, like their personalities. That's split. fucking awesome. Yeah, we're moving was, today. Right? Hey, <laughs> no, just kidding. Like, lock the doors, get out, or I'm calling the police. And I was like, "There's nothing I can do with this. This person is in an alternate reality." You like, didn't melt down, oh cry, God. freak out. I actually, you know, what I love that you asked that. I actually did, and I didn't. I at first sent an email because she had blocked me on text, and I was like, "I'm not leaving until you say goodbye." And I waited, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go." And I and I left, and I and I. I did cry, but I cried kind of just letting her go while driving down here. It wasn't like, oh, no, I... And she, you know, and when I, when I moved down here, she kept calling and kept, you know, trying to re-engage, and eventually I just... Who blocked, welcomed blocked you her. here? Who welcomed you here? Yeah. Um, my Chicago... Or, excuse me, not Chicago. My Ohio college mates, bandmates. Oh, beautiful. You were in a, a band. Singer. Yes, I was a oh. singer. It was... We were... ADD was the name of our band. Oh. Stop it. Because partially we were ADD and partially we were all just stoned or not paying attention. Mm-hmm. So we were in a band in ADD and... Um, and and then I moved here, and we started a band here called the Julias, which no, I did not name. Um, they did, they did, and it was the based same, on you. It was the same band members as my college band members. That's yes, so is there anybody cool. else named Julia in the band? No, it's just me. The Julias. The Julias. So you're dating these women who are split personalities, and they're like Julias plural, and there's only one. It's what do you think me. there is? Just you. It's just me. <laughs> it's so ironic. This is like right? the movie Joker, kind yeah. of. Right. I don't know what's real and right. what's like. Yeah. And these these bandmates welcome you. They're men. Okay, yeah, they're, they're men. Yep. Yeah. They're all gay. I love guys. They're no, gay no. as the day straight is long. Is straight. Long. Yes. Wow. My best friends are straight men. They're breeders. Love majority, besides Maggie and a few others. Yeah. Well, I love straight men. Really do. No such thing. Really do. And people no, are like, no such what? thing. What do you mean? Wait, you're a lesbian. Why do you love straight men? I'm like, because they're. Because they're just logical. Even if they're idiotic, at least they talk relatively logical. I, I can relate, and sometimes I might even pause and say, wait a minute, I think it's that I just love people oh, in general. Yeah, yeah you know what? And it happens that they have things going on with them. That's very <laughs> That's how that happens, I think. That's, it, it is yeah. more of a human thing. It is yeah. on a person-to-person person basis. You seem to have that energy of like, you like people and it comes back at you. I do like people. Yeah. I do enjoy when mm-hmm. people, honest people, authentic people, people who will sit down and have a real conversation. How did the comedy start? The band broke up or? <laughs> no, in fact, the band came with me to my first open mic. Really? Oh. At the Silver Lake Lounge. Oh, I bet nice. you got made fun of so bad and you didn't even know it. <laughs> the Jew, are the Jew, make fun of me. Are, is it still a band? You the guys still Julia's, play? We, we don't really play because the comedy blew up. And oh, okay. Then, um, one of the bandmates finished school and had okay. working, and one got married. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. like we, but we still get together and jam. That's fun. And we're still, I mean, they're one of them is standing up in my wedding, and Beautiful. so it's, I mean, nice. and yeah, and he's, I mean, they're just. They're brothers. I mean, I've known them since I was 19. In college. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been 
quite some time. That's so great. Not going to out my age quite right yet, but it's it's been a nice... It was like two years ago. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. it was just a couple years ago. Sure. And they, um, there's two of them, and um, they're both guys. And they, they just, they're great. There's just like, and they're from Ohio. You know, they're just down, down home. Midwestern. Kids. Good, yeah, good Midwestern. Yeah. Also some high school um, guy friends of mine were down here too that really... We're supportive. Of what me. was your first address in Los Statement. Angeles? <laughs> uh, my first address. Oh my gosh, one two two seven South Plymouth Avenue in Mid City, and there were helicopters every night, <laughs> and across the street were drug dealers for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, didn't have a parking spot, so I was walking ah! four blocks. Yeah. And Mid City. Like have to do it. Studio, one bedroom, roommates. I had a roommate, a guy. I won't say his name because I'm not sure if he was in love with me if he wanted to kill me if he wanted to did you meet him as a roommate or did you know him before no I Craigslist Craigslist was it yeah, oh those are scary a roommate. and he was nice it most wanted list <laughs> he was nice but he would just sometimes drink and blow up and like weird just weird so um roommate blow-ups are the worst I mean oh they Craigslist are. roommates are the worst oh they are in fact one where's my peeled carrots I get pure, you know, it's like, it's weird it's, stuff that it's comes weird out. It's weird stuff that people freak yeah. out about. Like Can I you, share my Craigslist roommate yes. story? Your most So I lived list. in Seattle in Bellevue for a while. <gasps> yeah. What? And I went up there. I sold my car. I came up with like two suitcases. I went up on the train. It was one of the coolest experiences of my whole life. I was like, I'm going to be free. And I went up there thinking that I had a job for a radio station. And I went in to be like, okay, when do I start? And they were like yeah, I like you. I think, uh, I think we can hire you for overnights. And I was like, Oh, I came up here not even like really having a job. Uh, and so I worked for KMTT, the mountain, which is no longer a thing, but the roommate that I wound up having let me live in his living room. It was a one bedroom apartment. And I lived on like an air mattress up there. He went back to Florida for some, he was like a weird computer nerd. He went back to Florida where his family was from. And I get a phone call in the middle of the night, one night from his quote unquote wife from his wife who was like, I don't know what you think you're doing living with my husband and da 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 da. Turns out he was like really married and he was in the Marine Corps and he was out here doing like some special assignment project and like he couldn't afford the rent on his own because he's living there and his wife was living in Florida. Like just couldn't. And I was like, I don't want any part of this. Oh my God. That's my weird Craigslist roommate story. I'm the weird roommate. So I can't <laughs> yeah. I, I, And I am. We were talking, our last guest. I mean, I have a line of friends. Thank God they're still friends, but it's like... Thank God they're still... Yeah, because it's like, move in with David Earl Waterman. He's got a great place. It's clean as a whistle, but after three months, I'm like driving them out. The peeled carrots is you. Yeah, it's Where's me. my peeled carrots? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why people wouldn't do their dishes. They have time to cook, but they don't have time to do their dishes. I'm that asshole. Oh, I am. And that's it's me. In- I don't have time to do dishes. Clean. See, and I am like, what's her name? Bring you joy? Like, I just Oh, Marie Kondo. Bring, I am mm-hmm. just... Bring you joy? I say that with all loving and respect because I it brings me joy to clean. I mean, my uh-huh. wife, who is Asian, comes home and she's like, what are you doing? I will dust bust. I, it should be a vacuuming situation. Mm-hmm. But I like to sit and do every inch by myself like, yeah. a, like a weirdo. It, it's like, it's, yeah. it's like making food from scratch. The yeah. hand uh, vacuum cleaner is like yeah. making food. You're yeah, just, I have to do. Yeah, yeah. If I get every little corner. Yes. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I've brought it on stage. I never use yeah. props, but I brought the dust buster she on does. stage it's recently. Hilarious. Only person in the entire world that uses a vacuum on stage. Yeah. We're so lucky Let's to have you. find out more about you through your music, shall we? Oh, I'm so excited. Two, to tell three, you. three four. I'm so excited. This is your song number one, Mother. 
Alright, I know Julie Pals. This is Dixie Chicks, not ready to make nice, guns blazing, here we go. <laughs> Why this song? <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> She's laughing so hard it's silent. There were so there's a lot of reasons I chose this song. Um when I was twenty-six, I um was arrested because I was dating a woman who was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. For three years, and she thought I was cheating on her. Mm. And she came home and she got mad because she found some lingerie in a backpack. Wasn't cheating on her. We were separated. I won't go into details, but long and the short of it is, um, she called the police um, because she was angry that she thought I was cheating mm-hmm. and was like throwing high heels at my head. And I was like, "Good, have the police come." Like I'm sober. I was sitting at the table smoking a cigarette. Are you like, in Seattle at this point? No, I was in Chicago. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, good. Like, I'll, this was before I said, I was like, oh, they'll come, they'll get rid of her. She's trashed. Yeah. And they were like, ma'am, we're so sorry. But like the first person who calls, like the other person has to get taken and it's a liability. And yeah. I was like, what? And it was two in the morning on a Saturday. Oh. And I had to wait until Monday to see the judge. So I was in jail for two nights in a tank top, oh. no bra, no medication, no cigarettes. At the time I was a very serious cigarette smoker. Um, freezing in a jail cell for two nights. And, you know, I saw the judge on Monday and it was like, oh, this is ridiculous. You know, obviously got it acquitted. And um, and then this woman who I was dating proceeded to tell all my friends that, um, you know, what had happened. And they all took her side. And I remember hearing this song and being like, I am not going to say sorry for anything. Like I did, I did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I might've been sleeping with somebody else, but that's about it. Like, and I've had the, I've had abusive women use, um, different, um, systems against me, be it the police or like different. Um, and, and it happens to people. It happens to straight guys. It happens to gay women, but use the system to, to, to hurt you. Yeah. And that's yeah, really you. scary because when you get yeah. into that that labyrinth of the system, you know, and, and I think we're becoming more conscious of it as a society, how not rigged necessarily, but how you can get caught up in it and, and it's all based on precedent, not like what's really happening. We have to go with the precedent. We have to go with what the law is. Right. And people get screwed across the board yeah it's not until i have had these experiences that i knew so now when i look back when people are like oh my god that was like wasn't that terrible and i was like yeah i remember in the moment like day two in jail like um not it's not prison people like you were in prison like jail and it was very quiet it was like a north side like a very no one was even in there north so side. it was like side really very, quiet, yeah. north side it was white nice pretty quiet yeah and i mean my parents even came they were like your parents came to bail you out and they had a parents weekend you came <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and um hi campers we <laughs> and then you have to like get on the tv and my parents had to like see me like not like when like when they had the game to like bail me out like you have, they have to like see you because you have to see the judge on the team and your parents are like watching. It was Aww. just like, this is disgusting. I mean, the whole experience was just, I mean, beyond terrible. But the point is, is that if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't know what it's like, you know, when people are like talking about getting thrown in jail or mm-hmm. people, you know, um, in our society that have had bad things happen to them that are unjust. 
I would just be some stupid girl that's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But now it's like, yeah, I've been there. I've been to jail. And people are like, what? You've been to jail? Like, why? You know? And for nothing that I did, but for someone, you know, again, using the law Mm -hmm. to manipulate. I'll be honest. It's one of my biggest fears is to be falsely accused of something. And I I have this recurring waking dream that somehow I'm trying to defend myself against something. Whereas in my version of it, like there's a lot of evidence behind it. Like I used to be afraid to meet. I I would never go on a hiking date when I was doing the online dating because God forbid she fell off the cliff. Oh yeah. I just see myself in the interrogation room. Oh, okay. Dave, Dave, is it? How long have you known this person? I think I think <laughs> Do you actually, hike a lot of groups? Dave. Dave is it? Yeah. I love him. I want to take him home. He makes me laugh. I know, isn't he great? <laughs> um if if you I'll edit this out if you don't want me to talk about it. But Julie is actually experiencing something very similar to like your biggest fear right now and has a trial yeah, coming actually, up. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. No. If you know. Um so I, uh, and if it's okay with Maggie, but this, the song also applies to what's going on right now. Right now in real time. Yeah. Right now in real time. Mm-hmm. So I started comedy in like 2015 and in like 2016, I kind of blew up in 2017 mm-hmm. and then, um, I was career raped, um, November, end of November, starting end of November, 2018. Career raped. Yes. Hashtag me too has not been beneficial for everyone. Yeah. So I me too an ex abuser. Oh, okay. And she, it it was on my private Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I didn't write details. Mm -hmm. I just said, if you're going to believe, if you're going to, you know, hashtag men and me too, then you better believe all women, including Mm me. Mm -hmm. And my abuser, instead of filing a case for defamation, you know, that takes time to Mm -hmm. get the the post removed. She lowballed and ran to a, uh, the Stanley Moss courthouse, which is, infamously known for making horrible judgments low stanley level. moss courthouse? courthouse which is downtown and it's like a cesspool of insanity what's the well, how do you it's do- for family it's like family court law okay so so we go down there she she gets a temper she files for a temporary restraining order against me because of the facebook post mm-hmm. okay her and i haven't seen or talked to each other in three years mm-hmm. we get in front of a judge and he makes he tries to make me prove myself innocent so takes away my First Amendment rights, um, doesn't let me speak, is saying things like, quote, I am the law today, just very um, illegal, uh, very illegal. There's not much more I can say. Everyone who, who's looked at this case is flabbergasted, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he granted her a restraining order against me. And she then took the restraining order and ran around the comedy community telling people that I raped and beat her. And um, people, some people believed her that were feminists and people who had done my show and people who had known me I mean, we're living in, in a time where, like, you're supposed to believe people that say that. You're supposed to believe when a woman says, like, I was hit, I was abused, I was raped. Like, you're supposed to believe that stuff. Right. But we forget that, like... But what happens when, like, the original person who said, this mm-hmm. was my abuser, like, if she had been a woman, they'd be like, oh, the system's corrupt. Oh, it was a male judge. Of course they ruled for him. Mm-hmm. They would have made excuses. Mm-hmm. But because it was two women, it was like nobody knew what to do. So we'll listen to the one who's running around with the piece of paper in her hand. So we're in appeals court right now, okay. which means we're taking her back to court to get the judgment overturned, which will prove that she lied, which will prove that there was no reason for a restraining order. We had no contact for three years. People don't get restraint. How are you cheerful? And happy, yeah. Yeah. How are you like not 
demonstrate like how do you come in here not mad and like how what, what, what do you do to deal? this I, is huge stuff yeah no it is i i feel sorry for her okay you know like i don't i don't wi- i don't wish ill will against her and i didn't when i wrote the post either like i believe that unfortunately she's fallen into mm-hmm. a pathology of malevolence mm-hmm. you know really wanting to hurt people and with me the reason that I me too'd her is because I did go to the police and they didn't help me mm-hmm. back in 2016 when I left her. Mm-hmm. I did try to get help and people didn't help me. The system failed me. Mm-hmm. So when me too came out, I was like, oh my God, I can finally tell my truth. And then I was shamed for it mm-hmm. because can I just tell you like my Wild. favorite Julia story? Yes. Literally just a couple of days ago at the challenge, Mike, she came by, she was just having a really rough day and just wanted to laugh and smile and like have some fun. And at the end, there is a the, the performer that went up last. He comes very regularly and isn't particularly funny, but he's very sensitive. You mm-hmm, know, and it, mm-hmm. he's like one of those people where you're like, I better be nice to you because I don't know what would happen if I'm on your bad side. You know what I mean? He's just yes. a little bit unstable yep. in yep. the brain. And on the way out, he made a comment, something like, and so Julia, myself, and Chad are walking back to the car to put this stuff away. And he's like... He's like, oh, nobody laughed tonight. And I, I, you know, I just, you could tell he was feeling very sensitive. And Julia was like, you're great. No, that was amazing. Don't even worry. Have another drink. You're fine. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. And then I said something to the effect of like, you are so kind. And you're like, well, nobody deserves to feel sad. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. And that has like changed my, like, I've just been having a really rough year. And like you saying that, Julia, has been like just eye opening and like brain opening like yeah of course i'm the same way like what's wrong with my heart space like of course nobody deserves to feel sad it was hands yeah. down like my favorite julia and and, yeah. and it's and it's a magnet for for psychos when you have that kind of personality mm-hmm. i mean look what happened to jesus christ you know it's oh. like you get crucified for that kind of stuff julia you just got compared to jesus <laughs> not that jesus christ <laughs> Jesus Cristo down in, in East L.A. He was a gang member. That's the one I'm talking about. All right, here we go. Song number <laughs> two. Song number two. Goose pimples. That's beautiful. All right, so that's someone named Milk. The song is called Quiet. She is uh, really one of my favorites, new emerging artists. I mean, she's blowing up. I don't know. Her name is Milk. It's M-I-L-C-K. Okay. In all caps. That's okay. what she goes by. Interesting. And um, she's partnered with the likes of Cheryl Strayed, who I really like. And um, this song is about um, not keeping quiet about abuse. Yeah. And she's, you know, saying um, a lot of her lines are like, I can't keep quiet. Uh, I'm a one-woman riot. You How know, did you I find can't. out about this? Um, I just heard it and mm. was like, oh, my gosh. I heard it, and I did a photo shoot um, with, I think it was Jen Ronstein uh, last February when I was really thin because I wanted to document like what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I also was using a pride flag, and... Um, she shot milk. I don't know if we were playing. No, we were pay- playing Sam Smith that day. But I do know that they've worked together. And I love Jen and I love milk. And I just, her music is just beautiful. I know she's had her own pain and her own trauma. Um, and she, her words just speak to me. And especially what happened with this year. I was like, oh, yeah, this 
I'll put on this song and it'll it'll help me kind of get through mm-hmm. whatever it is that it, mm-hmm. that I'm you know having feelings about. If I can't put it away myself, if I can't like okay you know handle it, like I'll put on music and it helps. It's mm-hmm. good medicine. Yeah, this is good. Because I'm like she, I'm not. It makes me feel like I'm not alone. Where's she from, Milk? I don't know. I wish I. A cow? She's from a cow. No, I'm kidding. Ugh. She lives in L.A. (laughs) She lives in L.A. She's Asian. She lives in L.A. But I don't know where she's from originally. Like, I should do my homework. Nah, no, 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 no. no. I just know I really like her. Yeah, this isn't an audiophile show, so we we like music. I just thought maybe, because it sounded like you might have known. No, no. I just, she's a newer artist, and I was like, wow, this song is really, this is really good. Mm. I really like this song, yeah. Wow. So it's empowering, I feel like. Beautiful. Yeah, it kind of ties in with everything that you're going through right now yeah. and this trial, which is coming up. So Yeah, and not and just not being, you don't have to be quiet. I mean, I even had women be like, you, why would you out, why would you do that? Why would you cause yourself problems? Questioning why I would do it, like shaming me for for outing an abuser. And I was just like, you wouldn't say this to your straight friends that were doing it to a man. So it was heartbreaking on a lot of levels. It, it, it I think n- not many of us are really fully able to embrace what level of sacrifice our truth may actually be. And mm-hmm. it is a lonely, lonely place. It is, and I, I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of a similar experience that I may have had. I think maybe a work situation where I raged against the machine and, mm. you know, the, the, the daily anxiety of like, why did I even say anything and the regret oh, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. how it is just so embedded in our overall culture. Like mind your own business, keep it on the straight and narrow, yeah. let it go. And and nothing's going to change if we continue to let, to, it, go. To let it go. Yeah. You know, it's it's like facing it. So yeah, Elsa, zip it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Be brave. It was, yeah. Be brave. You got no other choice at this point. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, do you regret writing the Facebook post?" And I'm like, "Nope. Yeah. Nope. No." There were days when I was like, "Oh my God, was this f- worth all of this?" And then I'm like, "There's a bigger something bigger going on here. Mm-hmm. Stay there." Yeah. Stay with there's a bigger. Not That's what it feels like. Not with there's always. an asshole right now. No, no. It feels like, no, I'm being called out to do something larger now. When is the trial? February 18th. Okay. At this weird courthouse? No, this is an appellate court, which uh, is, oh, this okay. is, oh, no, no, no. Okay. This is scary. This is high level. Like okay. they follow the law to the T. Very high chance of it getting turned over because she had no evidence and it was all based off the Facebook post. Even the judge didn't base it off of any violence. She didn't have proof of any violence. It was just Mm -hmm. she's talking about me and I don't want her to. Mm -hmm. Okay, take it down. And it literally says on the order, take down the Facebook post. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm a rapist, you know. I know. I know. It's every man's fear and I'm living it and, and I did live it and it's you can get through it. Like, and that's, and that's why I think it happened to me because I think it might be easier for a woman to come out and say, look, this happened to me and it was retaliation because of something that I did, Mm -hmm. not because I abused this person. And this is why people don't come out Mm -hmm. because people retaliate. And if our society isn't clued in enough to figure that out, to Mm -hmm. put that two and two together, like, wait, Julia me too'd her and now she's got, if they are not smart enough to connect those dots, they can't be my friends anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. 
You just don't have the brain power. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just so obvious to me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you knew me at all in the three years, I mean, I went to some of these people's wedding, for God's sakes. Mm. And they believe someone that they didn't even know. But it was popular. Mm -hmm. And people like to do what's popular. And they don't like to sacrifice. Yeah, there's definitely like an in in crowd, crowd, especially here in, in comedy. And it's like, it's very... Well, there's an old Buddhist story where, <laughs> where, where, where a priest a, a priest was accused of having sex with one of the daughters of his whatever parish, mm-hmm. and, and oh. the daughter was pregnant. The father said, who did it? The priest did it. And this was a loved priest, and, and uh, the town came to them and said, you're a child molester raper. Oh. And his response was, is that so? And they said, you're out of this town. And uh, he said, is that so? And uh, then over the years, the baby was born, and, and, and it was lovely. And the real father, who was the guy who worked for the girl's father, showed up and said, I'm the real father. And the townspeople went to the priest. We're so sorry. And he said, is that so? And he never, he never changed. Is that he so? He was the priest the whole time. Is that so? He didn't buy into you just don't. their... Yeah. He, you, and, and how one... It's a Zen thing. How do you not buy into and, all that shit? And that's, and that's what I had. I was just talking to my dad. He's like how you did it and not just run away like move out of LA and just say I'm giving mm-hmm. up and like you mm-hmm. still did your show and you still like it, you gotta be a black have... girl you gotta be a black girl and just say what you need to say yeah. and you don't like, like black girls have it almost you know down you I gotta, just I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and like it or leave it yeah mm-hmm. I mean I had to mm-hmm. establish more of a cause my whole life I grew up with like the wanna please kind of you know people pleaser yeah. want to be the sweet, you yeah. know, that everyone, oh, that light shines and she's so sweet. But it got me into trouble. It's being totally the against sweet your girl. personality. It, it mm-hmm. got me yeah. into trouble because if, nice girls aren't funny. Right. And, mm-hmm. and pretty girls aren't funny. And, and if no, you pretty girls it, are funny, nice girls aren't funny. If you give, <laughs> if you give into it, you know, any of it, then it's you're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I? Never mind. I'm yes, gonna <laughs> I was gonna do. I was gonna do a, a, a name drop. I was like, do it. No. Oh no. yeah, let's do it. I, I, I wanted to talk about pretty funny girls I've had sex with, but that's not appropriate right now. All right, now. you can just do one. <laughs> name drop one. Uh, KG. Moving on. Let's go. I don't know who KG. Is. Yes, you do. We just watched her documentary on Zimmer Amazon. Marie Bravo, bro. Kathy. No. Okay. Song number three. Hollywood Secret Weapon. That's really beautiful. It's just, this is just, it's like these songs are your friends. Yeah, they I are. I feel like I'm meeting your friends. Yeah, for some you know what? I think he is. He, I, I have a definite straight crush, love, soul thing with William Fitzsimmons. He and I have been through a lot. In real life? So no, really, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you were no, on the same just, wavelength no, here. No, just yeah, spiritually. Okay. Like yeah, he, yeah. Um, he's just so cool. He was a psychologist. Before he did his music, and I've seen his music through two divorces, mm. and just um, <laughs> like some of his music has represented so many feelings I've had for women in relationships with the fiance in Seattle mm-hmm. and losing that. And this particular song of his it was talking about. Um, it's called Covered in Snow. Covered in Snow. Mm. And he's saying, like, we'll keep the light 
we'll keep the lights on low, like covered in snow. We'll, we'll, we'll do this every year, mm-hmm. you know, till you come back, basically. Wow. And he, this is his first wife. And then when I moved um, to L.A., because um, he was really sad, and he even says, he was like, I was that was really a tragic, you know, album and a tragic time, my first divorce. And his second, I, I read, well, he had kids and he got remarried and I was so excited. And just recently he got his second divorce. <laughs> and so I sure enough bought the album and he said, it's more hopeful. He's like, my wife, I think even helped him like produce one of the songs or wow. one of, I think her name's on one of them. And it just, I love his outlook. He's very authentic. He mm-hmm. even says like, I was a jerk in my first marriage. Like I cheated, like, I just think he's so sweet. He talks about how much he loves his kids. Mm-hmm. And like all his music is are like whispers. Like you hear, it's almost like he's whispering mm-hmm. like to you while he's singing. So it's much angelic. of our struggles are, are wrapped up in the expected life we're supposed to live. Like yeah. maybe if we hadn't followed this sort of traditional path, we might have not had these, you know, I'm still okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like life happens, but I'm still okay. We all are. Yeah. yeah. I liked that with him. It was like really sweet. Do you remember the first time you ever heard him? Yeah. Back in 2010. Maybe 2009, 2010. Would this be someone who tours that you could actually see in real life? I have seen him. Oh, you have? Yeah. Like what kind of venues? Small. Yeah. Small venues. Yeah. Like little You wouldn't want to see this in a big venue at all. Like a hotel cafe. Yeah. I don't think he was there, but I saw him at... I've seen him at little venues. Did someone introduce this to you, or were you? no? I stumbled upon him in Seattle. I like, like walked into a show and he was there, or no? Just on there was this Rosie Golan um, song that I liked, and he sang it with her, and I'm like, "Who's this William Fitzsimmons?" Mm-hmm. And I looked him up, and then fell in love with all of his. God music. bless YouTube, right? Yeah, I mean, just fell in love. I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. who is this man?" <sighs> And I just, I love him. Like, I want, it's like you're meeting your friends. It's like, they are my friend. He is my friend. He's yeah. like my, I like listen to him and be like, yes. Mm-hmm. Or like when he sings about his second ex-wife, it's like, it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's just such a positive, Aww. sweet. I mean, I don't know him again, but like. Yeah, but you do. He's pretty authentic, seemingly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He could be me. Do you follow him on Instagram? I just started. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I know. It is kind of weird to follow a celebrity yeah. online. You're like, I like you, but like, why do I need... I, I right? usually don't. Like, I love Taylor Swift, but I don't follow her. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? Like, I don't need to... I don't really... Yeah. If I want to go and see them, I'll just go on and see it. Well, exactly. Justin Bieber is doing a lot of live from his house concerts yes, now is, and yeah. if you follow him you get to do it and i'll come home and my my wife and my stepdaughters will be hovered over the couch Aww. frozen and i like justin's doing a show from his bedroom Aww. you know and i just love it yeah, yeah. maybe that's what we should do comedy from our kitchen <laughs> of course of course <laughs> that's right. funny yeah. i want i love these microphones oh they're great and and you, you when your voice is right here next to the circle if we get right. right there beautiful <laughs> you can hear you so well where did you get it Thank you, Amazon. All right. This is your song number four. Last night I had the exact same dream as you. Hmm. I killed a bird to save your life, and you gave me your shoes. (laughs) Clip my wings and walk my miles, and I said I would too. Then I woke up, but I wasn't going to tell you. (laughs) That is Brandy Carlisle. I, I belong song. to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Very Not dramatic. Dolly Parton. <laughs> no. Very dramatic. 
Um, I think I want to walk down the aisle to that song. Really? Yes. Because um, I love how she says, um, and I ain't scared because I'm never going to miss you. I belong to you. I belong to you. If I could hold all my yesterdays, I'd give them to you too. Yeah. If I I had all my yesterdays. You'll be dancing down the aisle to this song. I don't want anything traditional. And you're talking about it. And my fiance loves that song too. Oh, I love that. So, um, but it's kind of funny. Like, um, you know, last night I had the same dream as you. Yeah. Like she says, uh, like very obscure things. I killed a bird to save your life and you gave me your shoes. Like what are you talking about? But I, um, there's a, there's this lyric. She said, um, I'm going to die the exact same day as you on the golden gate bridge. I'll hold your hand and howl at the moon. And that part, Mm. I'm like, that's me, you know? And I just love, I just think it's really sweet. I love the guitar in it. Yeah. You can see that I love acoustic guitar, kind of sweet country. Mm-hmm. Ish. and uh the wedding will be in ohio so we thought oh, it'll be like really pretty with the mountains and the what? and i just like the song it's sweet it's just really like what kind of music played in your home growing up everything. everything a lot of you know with my mom it was a lot of janice joplin Joni mitchell crosby stills action mm. young like mm-hmm. all those guys um jefferson airplane I mean, what part of Chicago? North side? Huh? Flossmore. It was Flossmore. like a suburb 30 minutes south just okay. on the train. Yeah. Okay. So it was upper middle class, but there it was very diverse mm-hmm. religiously, mm-hmm. socioeconomically, racially, because okay. there were little, you know, Chicago Heights, Homewood. There were all these little towns yep. clumped together and then you all go to high school. So we, it, it was not whitewashed at all by mm-hmm. any means, which I appreciated. And thank God. And your dad listened to? He was more into classical, mm-hmm. um, which... <laughs> We were all like, this is boring. You know, my mom would put on Alanis Morissette and be like, thank you, bitch. Like uh, screaming at my dad would be like, what is this? So he was more into like classical. What's he do for a living? He loved, He likes Last of the Mohicans. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it, though, because he's like so obsessed with it. And he gets all excited when he listens to it. He's a professional photographer. Oh. Um, and Your was, dad is? He is. Wow. He that's is. his so job. Was, that's his job. Nice. And, um. And so you've always had art then growing I've up. Always, yeah. yeah. And my mom was a ballerina. She was on point when she was pregnant with me. No way. Whoa. The doctors allowed it after a certain, like once you get through a certain trimester, like I think it's the first trimester, she, they're like, yeah, you can do it. Just like runners can run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and like oh, okay. you're conditioned to do it. She's can, she was a bit ballerina through and through. And so there she was. And sure enough, I was a ballerina by, you know, four or five. Hmm. Surprised and, you weren't born dizzy. I mean, really? <laughs> That's funny. Is it? I was like, how are you doing that with the belly? Like, what were you yeah. doing? And, I don't know. And she you, liked it. You have brothers and sisters? One uh, younger brother. He lives in Michigan. He's a fly fisherman. He's a guy. He's a, I just don't want to, I don't want to say he's a fly fisherman. He's a guide for people who want to learn to go out and oh, okay. catch real large fish. Wow. So your family's like, you want to have fun and have pictures taken of it? It's like, yeah, right. It's a whole like, really, it's like, who's got the banjo? It's a little interesting mix. Wow. And he's married. They don't have any kids. They have two dogs. And they live in like northern Michigan, like kind oh, yeah. of in where you have to go. F- yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The UP, the Uper. Yeah. 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 In the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere. I've not been yet. <laughs> Wonder how it is. <laughs> Lots of mosquitoes. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Ooh. That's a, what was your bedroom like? Did you share a room? No. My my brother and I had the, the whole second floor. Tell and, me. And what my was your father room like? would be livid because he'd come up the stairs. And when <laughs> I was in college and my brother was in high school, we'd smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And weed and he in the incense would be a blazing yeah and my dad would come up and be like what are you guys doing 
And I was like, we're just listening to music, you know, pretend like we're hanging out. <laughs> and my brother, my brother would be like, nothing, why? Like, he'd always kind of be a little bit more of the smart aleck. And my dad's like, because it reeks like incense in here. Are you two smoking pot? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'd be like, no, we're just hanging out. And my brother's like, why do you? And they'd get into it. And it was just, I mean, no. Just so be cool, man. Just be cool. No, it was <laughs> a big house. They, my parents were on the first floor. And then if you went up the stairs to the second floor, it was my brother's room, my room, and then a study, which my parents would sometimes go into, sometimes not. And then our bathroom, we shared a bathroom. So it's like the Brady bunch house, Mm -hmm. right? It was like crazy. And then what was my room? Like I didn't have a lot of pink. I mean, I posters. No, very kind of formal. Like think of pottery barn. Oh, Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean like really clean and just kind of cute and put together. And my mom was really into decor. So it was just, yeah, but I had, I mean, I, I, if I wanted to put up a poster, I think I did or I could, I'm trying to think back to that time, honestly. Yeah. But I, it wasn't so strict that like I wasn't allowed to do mm-hmm. things, but it was kind of just done for me. So I was like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is good. Well, I love it. All right, here we go. This is your last song. Oh, song yes. number five. Yeah, it's very different. For this episode. Eminem, another favorite on Y Tune Shuffle. Uh, Cleaning out my closet. I I, I wasn't sure until the hook. He loved it. Because because this is Y Tune Shuffle. I was in the place and space and moment when I first heard this song. And that's a whole other story. Where does it take you? Oh, I want to hear that story, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he talks about being hated, right? Mm-hmm. Being discriminated against. And for I basic think rhymes. For, well, because people are like, he's, he shouldn't be a rapper. He's white. And I hate something Maggie knows is I don't like when people use identity politics, period. We're human mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're a human being and you're mm-hmm. a good person. To me, that what, that's what matters. And why criticize someone who clearly, like, I was looking at um, how many likes, and I think he's got like something million likes and then there's a thumbs down like a couple thousand people don't like or you know and it's like you're gonna have haters and that's what he talks about and and getting used to that and that's something after the trauma that occurred you know that that went down last year it was like that was the first time I had really experienced public haters like the incident with jail it was like just some people from Chicago. It wasn't like at that time I was Googleable or people knew me or I had a reputation up. Yeah, nothing you to know, lose. It was yeah. nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I think of Eminem, I'm like, he has to deal with this crap all day, every day because he's white or because people don't think his raps are good. And I have a secret. I actually am a white girl rapper. Oh, you are? I do. Wow. I rap. Can you prove it? Freestyle? I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if I can rap on the spot. I used to do like Beastie Boys ill communication. Like, Mm -hmm. one, two, one, two, keep it on. Listen to the- Is your name Mike D? Listen (laughs) to the Azra, I got it going on. Listen to the ladies, come on, let me sprawl. All of them eggs and you go up the river. All of them Azra, that beginning. So, you know, I can, that wasn't great, but- No, that was- That's great, yeah. Point is, I can do it. I've done it and people are like, and I used to do it in college to the rap songs and it's Mm -hmm. just- I used to smoke a lot of blunts with the football players when we used to rap and all the cheerleaders would like we so after so I was a cheerleader and 
And people, people are like, what you were? And I was like, yeah, duh. Like, look at me. Of course I was <laughs> like, and I'm so hyper and the football player. And it was funny because after the games, everybody would get in their separate cars to like drive to the parties afterwards. Mm-hmm. And instead of going with the cheerleaders, I jump in the van with all the football players where it was like talking about how hot women were and smoking blunts and being mm-hmm. inappropriate. Yeah. And all the women were like, or the, you know, the cheerleaders were like driving to the party, like all safe, like, oh, we're going to the party. <laughs> so it was always me and the guys. They just wanted to have sex with me. So it was like, mm-hmm. I felt like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. The only difference was like, but you're hot. You know, so yeah. that kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. But I was never um, taken advantage of. Yeah. Also, the thing about this song that it brings up is there was turmoil growing up in my house. It was not, mm-hmm. um, it was not great. And between my parents and, you know, Eminem, I, th- I believe his father left and that's not, it, what happened in my case, my parents did just did not um, relate, mm-hmm. live together very well. And so there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things that I had to process with that after I moved out of the household. And yeah. They eventually divorced. Yeah. And um, it's still tough. I'll be honest. It's still hard. And so, yeah. you know, I don't ever want to disrespect my parents. So when he's saying, like, I'm sorry, mom, like, I think, yeah, sorry, guys, but if I talk on a podcast about this or I write a story or I'm talking about it in comedy, like yeah. this is me cleaning out my closet. Well, it has it, nothing to do with you. It's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know how thick skinned, you know, many parents are, but I, I trust mine. Or, I mean, I grew up in a house where screaming, yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm married now and there's one daughter at the house and it's still kind of a newer thing, but I'm, I'm just so grateful that we don't scream yeah, and we mm-hmm. don't cuss and we don't yeah. slam doors I, yeah. my, a lot of my oh, life yeah. was that yeah mm-hmm. but Ugh. that yeah that's that and and i am one of those people if i may just throwing in um i totally judged eminem i mean i'm from yeah. a mixed race family my mom's second marriage was to a black man i have three black brothers that uh, well two it's black white mixed now we have asian and a, and a very and, and muslim and we're a very eclectic mixed family and a lot of our family discussion was around, you know, respecting, because for a while I was speaking in a slang that wasn't my own, and I was adopting cultural sort of swag that wasn't my own, and I really had to be helped back into, like, what are you doing and where are you going with this? And so, you know, and then the homophobia from him, which was perceived at first as a huge, you know, tr- trigger for me, when he connected with Elton John at the Grammys, and, mm-hmm. and they were able to sort of... I, you know, I was able to grow and I was able to say people have different things. But when I first heard this song, <laughs> Your Choice, I was in Kuala Lumpur in a hotel room and I couldn't sleep because I was jet lagged and I had to give a presentation to an entire high school, a health and wellness presentation. And I had no energy and I was freaking out and I'm in Kuala Lumpur. And this song came on the American radio station. And it just, I mean, I went to that school like Eminem is king. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know something else. I'm going to announce it here first. I am going to begin battle rapping. There's battle rap scene in Los Angeles where what? you can show up. Yeah, what? I'm going to do it. Do it I'm going to do it. And I'm battle gonna, rapping. Well, let's hold each other accountable. Let's do it. Let's we hold. Because I, I got. I can flow. I can flow, and I got a whole character. I'm going to be. Oh I'm going to be gosh, an LAPD like, detective. Of course you I'm gonna, are. Gonna, yeah, this I'm going to. I'm going to show up at these clubs, and that was heard on NPR. Oh They're God. all over LA. Wow. And you and they have like thousand dollar prizes, and you just go what? face to face, this and it's like I hear what you're saying. I know what you mean, but you when you look at me, I know you think it's. 
mean. Forget but roast I, battle. We're uh, doing yeah. rap battle. Oh, That's this is amazing. this is this is rap battle with rules and stuff. So. Thank that's you amazing. for that song and that yeah. Place. yeah, let's hold ourselves accountable. Thank you for, for that. sharing these songs. They're amazing. really great. Amazing. We're not done with you yet. Actually, I'm gonna take a break from hosting. David's gonna take over with a game we call band name or bar name. That's right. Y Tune Shuffle Original Game Show. Is it the name of the band or is it the name of the bar? Julia, you'll be playing along with Maggie Mayfield in determining whether or not the location and band name that I'm about to share with you is one or the other or each or the other or the one that is or is not. Very simply put, I'm going to give you the name of a bar and the name of a band. You're going to have to tell me which one is the band and which is the bar. Part of the hook in this can particular you explain game it show. One more time. Can I? Do <laughs> no, I need no. to? <laughs> no, I can't. I just love how many times you yeah, have to do we, it. And we go, we, we go all around the world to different cities and locations to play this game. And right now, imagine yourself in Zurich, Switzerland. Have you been to Zurich? Oh my God, no. You must. I go. just think of that movie, uh, Switzerland. What could go wrong? Well, <laughs> Samar. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, I think that was Sweden, but yeah. Zurich. Okay. <laughs> still. Still. Zurich's like Chicago with older buildings. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, we're. We're in Zurich, okay? And, Where are we again? Uh, we're in Zurich. Zurich, okay. Zurich Switzerland. Switzerland. Right, Switzerland. in Zurich, right. And, um, and what I'm going to say, and, and I don't, okay, so this has to go here. And um, I'm saying, hey, you guys, we have to go out to this club. It's called Lilliput, okay? Great. It's a great live music club. And you know who's playing there tonight? Ray Grotsky. Ray Grotsky. Ray Grotsky's playing at Lilliput. Oh, my God, it's amazing. I could just as easily say to you guys, hey, guys, we're in Zurich. We have to go eat and drink at Ray Grotsky because you know who's playing there? Lilliput is playing at Ray Grotsky. Which one is actually the name of the bar and which one is the name of the band? This is, is a hard one. Ray the name of the bar or the band? Or is Lilliput the name of the bar or the what band? What a great name I for think anything. Lilliput is... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> is it a band name or is it a bar name? Shoot. I'm going to say Lilliput... Is I just want to say it. It's the bar, yeah. I want to say Lilliput is because Ray Gritsky sounds like two names to me. Mm. Well, it's 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 Ray. Maria, Grotz, do you want to take Grotzky. a guess? Ray Gritsky. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Maria okay. is running the show here at Weed Cellars. Well, <clears throat> here we go because we're pulling into in our Zurich Uber to uh, Silfe delle Strasse forty nine eight double zero three Zurich Switzerland, which is the address of. Ray Grotsky, a huge range of classic and creative cocktails, along with music played by DJs. It draws in a lot of partygoers. Sometimes Lilliput will play there, and they are a Swiss punk band. They've been active since 1978. Uh, They were originally known as Kleenex. No way. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. But they now uh, call Lilliput. They're still jamming and rocking. So if you're ever in Zurich and you happen to go to Ray Grotsky. How did they get away with that for so long? Kleenex? Yeah. Well, they're in Zurich. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. They don't have tissues there? Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have the copyright problems we have today. But uh, thank you, Julia, for playing Is It a Band Name or Bar Name? Your job now is to take us uh, next week anywhere in the world to a city, a locale, where I can research and find a band name and a bar name. Oh. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Greece. Greece, just yes. the entire the whole country. country? Greece, Mykonos. Have we gone to Mykonos? No, I don't think so. No, we have not gone to Mykonos. Mykonos, Greece, next week on Band Name or Bar Name. Thinking very hard, we'd love to hear the story of your very first concert experience. Oh, very first? Ever. 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 I shoot. I think it was at what they called the World Theater, which was literally just kind of down the street from my house. Like, I'd say about... 
20, 30 minutes. That counts. Like from our, like our, in Flossmoor. And it was this huge theater that they built kind of in the middle of nowhere. And we all went to it. And I'm pretty sure it was Dave Matthews Band. Oh, oh that's wow. Great. I'm pretty sure it was Dave Matthews That sounds Band. like something they would play. You're pretty oh, yeah. sure. Like, I'm 100% sure mine was Boston. And it was at, at, um, at uh, Cornell University. Well, because I'm like, Hall. I was in high school and we went to tons of concerts. So you're not the sure world. the first one. Yeah. So I'm almost 100% sure it was Dave, Dave Matthews. Matthews. Who'd you go with? Because, oh, tons of friends. Like, so many. Like, there it were was just a crowd. crowds. Yeah. Like, we had, in high school, we had big groups of friends. When yeah. I drive cross country and I'm listening to the radio, when I drive cross country and I'm listening to the radio, when I hit Illinois, <laughs> the, the radio station, the whole world changes. Because yeah. I'm from upstate New York, Ithaca. So it's basically, oh. yeah, central. Midwest. Yeah. 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 So I can imagine that's how we went to concerts. Crowds of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What about the last music show you went to? Okay. I do remember this. You're a rarity. Most people vividly remember their first and they're like, the last show? I don't know. The last show I was at was Ben Harper, mm. which I'm surprised I didn't play because it's very much in, but it was like, it would have been all just guitar and sadness. <laughs> I didn't throw an Eminem or like the Dixie Chair. So... Um, Augie, my, one of the, You're the my, Julia's band, the member. Julia's yeah. And college friend and standing up in my wedding, he took me to see Ben Harper and we like listened to welcome to the cruel, cruel world, mm-hmm. which is a song Ben sang for his child when he was, when the baby was born. I don't know if it was a girl or what, but he was basically saying like, welcome. This, welcome this to the shit show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was really honest. And Augie and I were just like crying. Yeah. Yeah, like it was, and it was not that long ago. I think this year, mm-hmm. and we were just like, Ooh. yeah, like yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Like I don't mean twenty twenty. I think in twenty nineteen we went together, and I love, I love Ben Harper. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Really good, and he's always so thankful. He's so humble. I'm like, you're a million. Like, and he's always like, thank you so much. I'm so blessed to be able to play here at that's like you at though. the Hollywood yeah. Bowl. Oh, that's like you. That's sweet. I know that you're working on quite a few projects. You are performing all the time. Where can we find you? How do we keep up with you? What's your corner of the internet? Jeez. Well, my website's under construction. So juliapeltz.com isn't going to help you right now. I would go to... um, Instagram is your favorite. Instagram's my favorite and easiest place. So that's Queer Comedian, just as it sounds. And Queer Comedian on Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter. I can't. It's just too much for my poor little brain to take in. It's an overstimulation of nonsense. Uh, or Facebook, Julia Pels, um, or IMDb, or you can Google me and everything pops up. If you want to read an article about me, just type in Julia Pels and you can find all the information you could possibly want and then some, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, Instagram stories are your favorite and the best way to ask you and dispute all of your music choices. Yes, um, if people want to comment, be mean. No, don't be above. mean. We don't do that. No, <laughs> we don't encourage that. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. But as David had a Y-Tune shuffle connection with Eminem, maybe others also do yes, too and, and want to share feel, their yes, story. And they can, I love talking to people about uh, anything on Instagram. I've yeah. met some of my the, like coolest people. You. Yeah. Us. <laughs> you know? That happens. Julia Pels, thank you so much for your time thank and your you. energy being on the show. Thank you for having me, Maggie. Oh my God, of thank course. you both so much. David Earl Waterman, aka Hollywood Secret Weapon. I I'm know. so glad that this has been resurrected Amazing. and we are like oh. full force going at it. And uh, I loved it. 
It's wonderful, been, isn't it? This is really cool. Oh, One of the best great. podcasts I've ever done. Thank and you. And I've done a couple dozen at least. Thank you. Thank you. We love it. Uh, I've been great. Maggie Mayfield. Thank you so much to Weed Sellers for sponsoring the show, for letting all of this happen. Again, uh, if you didn't know, we have a gift for you, Julia, by the way. Oh, good. And if you want to try it, you can buy it uh, anywhere that they sell wine. I believe here in Southern California, it's like Ralph's and Vons and Albert's and stuff like that. Anyway, um, Weed Sellers, you can check them out online. I've been Maggie Mayfield. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and share at Y-Tunes Shuffle. Thank you for listening. This episode of Y-Tunes Shuffle has been brought to you by Weed Sellers Wine. Celebrate the individual. Celebrate the music.